Shalom, balance, paradise, all back in the lab one more again. And as you can see, I got the sibling back with me, special guest, Randy Rude Boy Brown, Spanish town native, uh, residing in the wilderness of North America now, back on the broadcast one more again. Welcome back, sibling. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me again, man. Appreciate it. You're most welcome, man. It's been too long. It's been too long. Lots has been happening. So I thought we got to reach out, get you back on so we can, you know, unpeel some of these layers, especially in regards to this current pandemic and stuff. And, you know, being a mixed martial artist, UFC fighter and stuff, I wanted to get it firsthand and really understand, overstand and understand, you know, the, the, the fight game in the current climate. So, you know, 2020 came. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it, it's almost gone now and stuff. I, I think oh, everyone man. had some real big plans and some real different ideas for 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 20, 2020 just drape up everybody and send everybody here, box up and kick up. <laughs> Basically, that's what that was. <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely. It's, it's, it's turned everything on its head. So... How have you been coping, you know, post post February, March with this 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 crazy news? I mean, how has how has it affected you and how have you kind of dealt with it? Um, well, it's affected me in a major way, just like I'm sure it's affected everyone else in a major way. Um, you know, the way that we cope with it is the way that we cope with anything and the way that we can cope with anything in life, right? It's just kind of pivot man you have to pivot so we pivoted and kind of just roll with the punches as they say so um we're dealing with it we're dealing with it as the best we can but it is what it is yes very much so <laughs> everything in life is subject to change i mean i don't think as i said i don't think anyone sort of um, anticipated you know what was to take place and what is happening and ultimately the effects i mean economy wise uh, You've got gyms that are just about been open in the UK as of the middle of July, I think it was, the 25th or something like that. Um, you've got some industries that still haven't, you know, really fully opened as of yet. So on an economic level, um, on a mental level, on every kind of level you can think of, this is a, this is affecting people. Um, give us yeah. some, give us some keys. Give us some potential keys for the mental wellness how, how 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 have you been able to keep your mental going and obviously you know your, your family as well i mean how how has that all been balanced out um well for me mostly as a fighter you know everything i do is fighting i eat sleep drink um all mixed martial arts all fighting you know and mm. um for me to be successful i feel like that has to be the way i go about it um the downsides to that is that's all you do and if one thing doesn't go right then you kind of just you could fall off the rails because you know you can get it, it a loss or something may not go your way something that doesn't go your way may affect you way more than it would normally a normal person who's not obsessed with it you know mm -hmm. so uh for me it's balance and for what i had to do is 
during the pandemic, I, I, I realized I had more time now, you know, so in between my training sessions, I had time, I had to find other things to do. And what I did with that is I, I built a computer, I gave, you know, I just locked in on that and decided, hey, I'm gonna build a PC, you know, I like to play video games. So um, played some video games and just got good at that. You know, I started streaming, I started a podcast, uh, all those kind of good stuff, you know, so you just got to kind of just find other things to, to put your fo- divide your focus a little bit, you know? Yes. You utilize your time in, in other avenues, positive avenues, and try and channel creativity and your ideas into, into other areas. So you're talking Absolutely. about technology. So clearly you've got a mind and you, you know, you, you've got hands as well, which are able to, to construct and put together a gaming PC. Um, yeah. What kind of games are you into? What kind of games are you, are you playing on, on Twitch? Uh, man, I'm playing everything. I'm the normal, you know, the generic Call of Duty. Everybody playing Call of Duty. Um, but I'm also right. playing a game now that just came out called The Mortal Shell. You know, I'm playing uh, Rogue Company. I'm playing PUBG. Uh, shooters, hack and slashes. I'm a violent man, so it's all about the violence. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the 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 the, the genre of those shoot 'em ups, the genre of those shoot 'em ups and all that has become well, and slashing and you know those, those I guess what you call them first player, first player? Uh, first person like first person shooters. So first person is where you just see the gun, so it's yes. as if it's you, mm-hmm. and third person is where you see you have actual character, you see the character running and all that. Yes, yes, yes. They have blown up i would say in the last 20 years those have been absolutely Absolutely. i mean and you know what i think that this uh this pandemic i think the people who who thrived the most during this time of the pandemic i would say it's gamers and twitch a company twitch and streaming services and that kind of thing you know because gaming sales went up more people are, are streaming more people are tuning into streams and twitches so yeah i feel like throughout this pandemic they they blew up even more so Oh, definitely. I think, as you say, um, with people stuck in their homes, <laughs> yeah, what exactly. else is there to do? I mean, Netflix has clearly made a huge <laughs> profit. Um, yep. Disney, the, the the names can go Zoom. <laughs> they made oh, a, a yeah. Huge... We're on here right now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> made a massive profit. So. There's been, I think, there's been success stories and there's been a lot of misery. And I think the, the, the key is, as you've highlighted, is, is having that balance and trying to utilize as wisely as possible your time. I mean, absolutely. I'm having conversations and people are saying, oh, I'm bored. I'm just, you know, I'm just in the house. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you come out of your house? Why don't you, why don't you take advantage of the the rate you know some exercise regime and if you don't want to do that how about getting a subscription to an audiobook and listen to some audio books at this point it's on the person you know i see obviously you know everyone has taken a hit things are not things are tough you know but we have to we have to pivot you have to find something else you know that's why i said you can't be too obsessed with one thing or too stuck in a lane you know because we get kind of fixated on the things that we're good at or the things that are working you know when that thing doesn't work we normally don't have a plan b as much as we like to talk as if we have plan b's and you know most people do most people don't Mm. so um we have to learn how to 
be able be like water. I don't want to be cliche here, but like Bruce Lee, you know, is be like water. And it's more than just fighting. Be like water in life, you know, be like water throughout, you know, everything. And it helps. And just being able to have a variety of things. I remember when I told someone I was building a PC, they they looked at me and they said, you, you build a PC? You crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, YouTube is a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, YouTube is crazy, bro. Right? And I learned so much from just watching things on YouTube and just, we have all the time in the world. So just study. Mm. So I've been studying and I've been getting into a whole bunch of other things and Next, now I have a podcast, you know. So yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean you you've raised two good points, which you'll get into. I mean, a lot of people do utilize YouTube for some very strange reasons, and you know, I, I didn't even know these couple of videos actually were on YouTube. But mm-hmm. there's a plethora of information, tutorials, um, reviews, and this this you could really get lost documentaries, debates. I mean, literally every, everything anything you want but a lot of people seem to just use youtube to watch either music videos booty shaking fights yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, it there's a a whole it's all big... up to you yes at the end of the day it's all up to you it's it's you, you become what you tune into right so whatever you want to tune into that's what you, that's what it's going to be very good point. Very good point. You, you you create your own destiny and life path path ultimately absolutely and that, that goes with everything, man. Even even fighting, I, I realized that. And I'm I'm in a sense I, I'm I'm kinda I kinda regret that I didn't find this out earlier and I didn't understand this earlier in my career is where um you have to create your own narrative. Mm. You have to create you can't wait for the media to do it. You can't put out, you know, try to wait until you get in front of a media source and hopefully they put out, you know, your create your narrative for you. No take advantage we live in a digital era where you put out your information and you show the world what you want to show the world and you know what you can create your own narrative and when you create your own narrative you know it's real it's more you you know so and people get to see that not only the headlines and the the (laughs) clickbaits that they create (laughs) exactly the the negative (laughs) elements and the as you say the the headline grabbing elements of the media which Unfortunately, that that's, you know, I mean, in my opinion, that's dinosaur media. What we're doing mm-hmm. now and you creating your own podcast and, and multiple other fighters, you know, it's a plethora of people now saying, you know what, I'm not waiting for XYZ to invite me onto their, to their podcast on a Monday so I can give them some news kind of thing. I'm going to mm-hmm. show exactly what i'm doing and tell you know my story because that's what ultimately what it is we want to get invest as invested as mixed martial artists or combat sports enthusiasts mm-hmm. it's not just about the fights it's about sure. you know it's the journey you know we want to be invested in the journey the only way to do that is by seeing and you know experience going on those highs going on those lows um and i think most MMA prom- promotions do a good job, um, but I think it's very selective. It's very selective. Um, you might only, f- like for instance, still that UFC, you're, the organization you're, you're contracted to fight for. Mm-hmm. They'll do the, on a main event, like on the pay-per-view, they'll do like a, a 30 minute to an hour breakdown of like the main event and maybe two, two other fighters. That should be done for every single event, whether it's a fight night or or not. This gives massive exposure to each fighter. 
and to their camp and to potentially their teammates, which they'll show training with them and eating, et cetera, et cetera. I really do think UFC are missing out a huge trick on that. If they want to create um, stars, isn't that the way to do it? Yeah, but the thing is they, they have to invest in their, the big stars. I don't think they can do it for everyone because they have to invest in who, who's drawing the eyes, you know, who's drawing the, the numbers for them. You know, because it's a numbers game at the end of the day. So um, I agree that they should give the guys on the, the mid-tier guys a little more shine. But at the end of the day, I think uh, the bulk of their attention is going towards the guys, you know, I wouldn't say at the top, but the guys who have, the guys who, yeah, I guess at the top, but the guys who are, you know, headlining cards, main eventing, co-main eventing. Yes. Because uh, those are the people who are drawing the crowds. You know, so it make it makes sense. It does make sense. It certainly does make sense, as as we can see, or as we well, as we can see, and as we've seen pre the Usman and Masvidal fight, what was mm-hmm. what was taking place? There was all these negative media and press about fighters pay again. This this this, this subject that seems to spring up all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, show money and then. And win money. Win money. <laughs> what on earth is that all about, Dana White? In 2020, are you still expecting people to, uh, you I know. think that'll change. That'll change eventually. You know, um, that's a conversation that we've been having forever and a conversation that I think is going to continue to happen for a little while. But uh, you have to understand the sport is very young. And mm-hmm. uh, again, the UFC is in the business of monopolizing. right? And it's what they do. Yes. And um, you can't really, in a way, I don't, I don't fault them, you know, because you have to look at it like this. You have to look at it's a, if you were running your business, right. And in, in the industry that they're in, you know, it's, it's very cutthroat and they just bring that cutthroat mentality over into anything that they do, you know, but when I came into the game, this is how it was. (laughs) And obviously (laughs) I I wish, I wish it was different. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. wish it was different, but that's not what it is. So while it is what it is, we have to take advantage of the moment because we can't change it, but we can make, we can, we can manipulate it to our liking. So how do we manipulate it? Keep getting them dubs. (laughs) That's all it comes down to, right? Because you can't win that fight. You can't win that fight. So, Mm. you know, you have to wait until time, time will beat that fight. Very true. Very true. Actions do have to speak louder than words and you have yes. to ultimately, as they say, where you're at, show and prove. Yes. You see, John Jones only got his, he's, he's never gotten show money. He's never gotten show money. He has X amount of fights in the UFC, world champion, never gotten show money. That's not an issue for him. He's only gotten win bonus after win bonus after win bonus, right? Yes, yes, so yes. you combine those, that's a big payday every time. Every time. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> I mean, since you you brought up Mr. Bones, um, mm. he's clearly been in the media. Uh, actually, no. Before we get to Bones, before we get to Bones, you touched on your podcast. Let's let's, let's yeah. get into that. So you you know through this pandemic and stuff, you've now found another outlet. So let's get into mm. it. What's the What's the name of the podcast? Uh, name of the podcast is called The Pro and the Bro. So uh, it's me and my brother-in-law, you know, we started off, you know, in the backyard just messing about. And, um, yeah, it's we talk about fights. We talk about uh, different sports. We talk about everything, you know, from 
you know, you that's where you can get the direct news from me. <laughs> you know, direct <laughs> news from me about so you my touch fight. It, you touch it everything, yeah. man. We, we touched it everything. Last last week we spoke about, you know, when Cardi B tweeted at me or something like that. So we, we all kind of craziness and so we go jump around, but it is funny. It's a it's a good time. We have a Discord with about, you know, a hundred people in there so far and everybody jumps in and chats live with us and we interact with everyone. It's a good time. Excellent, excellent. What I will do is I'll uh, make sure I include the link to the, it's on, I'll include all the links. So I'll put the Discord up, I'll put the YouTube channel up and the Twitch as well. Yes, and Twitch as well. Definite, definite. Um, so, so how long have you been doing that? Um, not long. We, we, just, we just closed up our, our 11th episode, our 11th episode this Sunday. Excellent. So we go live every, every Friday and Monday. Okay, so you you get much you get much in, interaction and all that there with the um with the followers. Yeah, man, it, it's growing because the thing what makes it fun is that it's they're on Twitch. You can people it's live, so people they they comment and we go back and forth and we we ask opinions. I do bag giveaway. I give away last week. Last week I gave away a pair of uh MMA gloves that I fought in. You know, um, okay. so we do a bunch of giveaways and it's just super interactive. It's funny because we have our regulars that come in and they make their comments and their jokes and all that. It's, it's really a good time. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to check that out. What, what time? What time does it um, Do you normally air that? Uh, six, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so that'll be like 11 my time. Okay, yeah, yeah man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out, man. I'm going to put that in the calendar. You can see me in the chat, sibling. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> And sometimes I mix it up. So sometimes you see me in there, I mix up the patwa and rare, you know. So you know, you know, <laughs> definitely, you have to keep them on them toes. Tonight, you know? Yes, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. definitely, man. And again, and that we need that, man, because that's culture. That's part of your culture. Yeah. Are you that? Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah, man. That's what. And you, you know what was good to see? Um, and I didn't know uh, the young lady who was the crazy underdog. Yeah, man, Shanna Dobson. We spoke Dobson. about her on the show too. Yes, I yes. didn't know she was Super from proud, J. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Give yeah, man. thanks. She had, she had J. A. Roots. Definite, definite. Um, we need to see more of that there promoted where people are yes. from because it's it's we're seeing a plethora of these Dagestani Eastern Bloc people coming out and people are talking and they're they're proper putting on a good shows and some of yeah. them are losing etc. But we're seeing them flags them. You know, you have to. Representation is important. Representation is everything, man. Right? Because that's you don't know who you're inspiring. On. Whenever I go to Jamaica, right? Whenever I'm back home, is the amount of people you know that 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 see me and, and and tell me you know how much you know they look up to me and how much I have inspired them to pursue their dreams in combat sports. You know, and that, that feels good. Mm. That feels good. The amount of messages you receive and all that. You know, so representation is important you know growing up i never had looked up to see anybody a jamaican mixed martial artist you know i had to be the first i had to be the guy so now that i'm the guy it feels good to know that all right there's people other people coming up now and i'm helping the sport grow and i'm doing my part this is it and you're and you're leading by example sibling we're not seeing mm. no damn headlines for no foolishness, you know what I mean? No, no, no. no man, I'm out there going and putting the work. Absolutely. We have to, you know, <laughs> have to. It's a grind. It's a grind. And, you know, ultimately I want to become rich and successful and, you know, and be a legend, legend in the sport, you know, and the only way to do that is to continue to do what I'm doing, you know, and just stay on the path and, and win. So, um, 
I have to continue to do what I'm doing, just work and and try to create different outlets and in any way I can, you know, just continue to grow in all aspects. Definitely. That's the only way to do it, man. Growth and development is, the, is, is one of the keys to success and consistency. Uh, yes. A game forms part of that, that road to success. So um, you mentioned Mr. Mr. Jones earlier. Mm. He's clearly been in the media quite a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, more recently, relating to, to fight news, etc. Um, he was talking about doing a super fight with Francis and there were some kind of money issues and etc. etc. He's relinquished the, the lightweight belt now. And he's moving up to heavyweights. What, 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 how do you see that all play out? I think it didn't play out the way he would have liked it to play out. Mm. The way I saw how it should have, how it played out in John Jones's mind, I think it played out like this. I think he, I think he, and this is why he waited to relinquish, right? I think he still believes he can beat Stipe, so he doesn't mind challenging Stipe. Mm-hmm. But his ideal situation would have been this. Excuse me. His ideal situation would have been when, uh, if if Cormier won the belt, he would have went up, fought Cormier because he knew that he can be definitely can beat Cormier because he beat him twice already. Mm-hmm. So he would have went up, fought him, beat him, and that would have solidified him as most definitely the greatest of all time, which arguably he still is right now. But that would have sealed the deal without a doubt. And yeah. it would have erased all of the negative things that well, not erased, but you know, that would have helped people forget a lot of the things, you know, that, that overshadow his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he wanted to be double champ, heavyweight yes. champion and light heavyweight champion. And a, a sure, a sure way to that was to fight Cormier, you know? So now he had to pivot a little bit, you know, but that's what all great champions do and just great people in general, you know, I'm good at pivoting and he's got, he, he pivoted and he said, you know what, well, I'm still going to relinquish and I'm, I'm looking to take on DC, looking to take on Stipe. And now he's hoping that I think that he's hoping that Stipe beats uh, Francis Ngannou because Francis Ngannou <laughs> is a tougher fight for him. I don't, I don't think he wants part, no parts of that. <laughs> yeah, so. I would agree. I would most definitely agree. I mean, well, you know what? You know what? Clearly, Francis is 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 the power puncher. Uh, yes. He's definitely he's the, the aggression and stuff. But Stipe, he's got the footwork, he's got the movement, and I think he's more of a. And this is no slight to, to Francis because it's it, it's you know he's very early in his mixed martial arts with Korea. Um, mm. Stipe is a well-rounded. He's a a, a a mixed martial art fighter at heavyweight. Whereas Francis is a striker, a very good striker at heavyweight, but he's not a mixed martial arts. He's training within that, but we we don't see it. We see Francis go out there and throw bombs, shit up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> simple as. And it's it's very yeah. it's very entertaining to see, especially for the casuals. That's what they want to see. They want to see leg kicks, a couple elbows, some some punches, and they want to see someone unconscious. You know, whereas when you get a bit more involved in the game, you you like to see those grappling exchanges. You like to see those flows. You like to see the wrestling, the, the, the wrestling defense and the submissions. Um, so I think Stipe personally is a, is more of a, a challenge for, for Jones than um, 
than Ngannou. Hmm. That that makes sense. That does make sense. You know, uh, I think styles make fights. I think styles make fights. So uh, I just think the stylistic fight style of um, Ngannou is just a problem for someone like Jones. If Jones can't obviously take him down and implement those other techniques. Yeah, you know. very true. Very true. I mean, as we saw, I think, <clears throat> pardon self, the Tiago Santos and Jones fight, he had, he, he was pretty much a handicapped fighter, but took Jones to very, very deep, deep, you know, deep waters. Mm-hmm. Um, Santos is more proficient than Ungano, but he's got the power. So if he can, you know, employ a very similar game plan that uh, Santos employed against uh, Jones, it, it's going to be a, a short night for Jones potentially, unless he can employ his movements. Yeah, and he's bigger. <laughs> and he's yes. bigger too. Ungano is a lot bigger. So if Ungano can cut it, cut him off, cut off the ring. And keep the pressure on him, man. Like how he, you see how he blitzed uh, Rosenstroke. Yes. And put him out. Mm-hmm. If he comes out like that against Jones, I don't see Jones is not much of a counter guy. Jones is more of a, a rangey guy, maintain yes. range. So Jones will slide out of the way. He'll slide either left or right to maintain distance. But um, I don't see him doing that against a guy like Ngannou who's able to put that kind of heavy pressure like that and yes. throw heat. You know, and most importantly, can he take a shot and survive in the early rounds? You know, from Ingano. Good point. Because he's Ingano's just as big as him, if not bigger, and can take a shot mm. and can give a shot. So John Jones well, doesn't do with tall guys either. Yes, yes, uh, he, he doesn't. He doesn't, as uh, Gustafson proved that. Um, but the power, he'd have to. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I think I think he could definitely be a very big problem within heavyweight. Um, For sure, he lacks power. That's the only thing, especially for heavyweight. He lacks the power, um, and I don't think he's as creative as we as he once was. Maybe is he potentially age? Is was he fighting for the last four or five of his fights very reserved, just to make sure he kept the belt, because the John Jones that most people, Bones Jones, who we all fell in love with, he had some, he was so unorthodox. The spinning attacks, yeah. the, you know, the clinch, the, the, you know, everything was just like, what's next? What, what is he going to throw <laughs> next? You know, I would he had, think it's age. Age. I, don't think, I would think it's age, you know, um, less, less predictability. I mean, you know, like less unpredictability because, um, when you're young, you're just fearless, man. You're just fearless. Sure. For real. Like, you just... I remember even me, and I, at, me at 21, it was like, yo, send me to the UFC now. I'm ready for anybody. You know, anybody, anytime. And I was like, even when I, even when I got to UFC, same thing, ready. You know, but it's like, I'm ready, and I'm, I'm willing to throw anything at anybody. I'm willing to, I'm willing to throw any, any risky technique. I'm in your face. I want to do it because you just feel invincible, you know, especially yes. when you're undefeated. When you're undefeated, you feel invincible, like nobody can touch you, you know. And mm. and and I think as he got older, the decisions got closer, closer, closer and closer. The fights got more, you know, competitive. The yes. guys are getting better. He's getting older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it kind of forced him to fight more reserved and 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 lean on his 
uh, less of his athleticism and more of his his fight IQ. His ringmanship, yeah, yeah. That's where I think he's he's the king. Fight IQ. He knows what he needs yes. to do. He definitely needs what he knows what he needs to do to win the fight. I think Absolutely. he has a tremendous opportunity at heavyweight to really, as you say, solidify himself to be what most people consider him to be at the moment, which is the greatest. Yes, I agree. So 14, <clears throat> what's your record now, pardon sound? 14. Uh, I think it's 12, 12 and four now. 12 and four. Okay. 12 and four. So he's 12 and three looking to make it 13 and three, but that's <laughs> goes a rough go, boy. Yes, yes, yes. So what let, let's get into that camp let's let's get into that camp and let's get into the, into that um that last fight that you had um <sighs> paint the picture paint the vivid picture man what what was that like amongst this pandemic pandemic because for some fighters it's been terrible but they've had <laughs> the you know the right thing happen in the in the octagon in the squared circle um for others it's you know it's been up and down it's been so fluctuatic it's been very hit and miss you don't know what's going on but it's been very fun it's been very entertaining yeah. from the from the um, perspective of, of, a, of a viewer but as i say paint that picture man what was what was the um what was that like for you well as you know, uh, I, my camp is in New York, so I feel like for most fighters, if the camp is outside of New York or in a place where they didn't really shut down as much, you know, we were in the epicenter of, you know, COVID. So, uh, you know, we just, those guys are able to train and, and get their work in regardless, you know. Um, some guys are, are not able to get that work, you know, because gyms are closed. Like my gym is closed, you know, we took a big hit. Now we have to probably downsize and, be, you know, look to move. But um, I feel like we made it work. You know, we made it work. We did what we had to do. Um, we didn't have as, as much many guys as we needed to to, um, to make, you know, to get the training done the right way. But I feel like we still made it work. You know, my coach was coming to my house. You know, we worked back in my backyard a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just a key couple guys we had, you know, that we kept around and kept it short and tight. But we made it work. I feel like I was in great shape and we made it work. Um, the problem is now my weight cut, man, my weight cut was horrendous. <laughs> my weight cut was vicious. Man. So what you, so you, uh, what was you cutting, um, from, um, I cut from about 190 okay. to make 170, you know, yeah. but not, nothing crazy. Not so no. that's the average cut, Yeah. but it's more so about when you get there about, you know, how much, how much water, how was your water load? It's a, it's a lot, mm. it's a lot that goes into it. You know, how's the water coming out of you? You know, how's your rehydration process? You know, what is that, that like? And I felt as if I was doing all the right things, you know. And, man, the, the morning of the fight, I remember when I woke up that morning and I, my heart was just racing. I'm like, why is my heart beating so fast, man? you know? And I chalked it up to, well, I just ate and rehydrated and ate a whole bunch of shit. So I'm thinking, well, my body's just trying to process what's going on, you know, and process all the food and what's mm. coming into my body. Yeah, just, yeah. So now I said, all right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go take a nap. And then by the time, you know, tonight when we're ready to go fight, I should be good. So I get to the warm up, and when I start warming up, I'm extremely gassed. <laughs> warming Whoa. up, my heart is just, and I just, and now 
I can see on my coaches, my coaches face there, they can see the panic, you know, you can see them, they're nervous, but they try not to show me that they're nervous, yeah. you know, but they're trying to keep it together for me. And I'm just like, but I know already. And I already made up my mind in that moment. I said, all right, I'm going to have to just push through. All right. So. So describe, describe how that feels, sibling. Is it, is it like, um, is it like having an, an adrenaline dump kind of, is that the kind of sensation? Yeah. yeah. Is that exact sensation? I mean, if you notice in the fight, you can see me looking up at the clock in round yes. one. Round one, that towards the middle of round one, you see me look at the clock. Uh-huh. And, I, <laughs> and I look back at Vicente, I'm like, I hope you didn't see me look up just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, it's, it's one of those things, man, where it's like, you know, it is. And obviously, I don't say that, any of that to discredit Vicente in any kind of way, in no way, shape or form, because the man showed up like a true professional and did exactly what he needed to do, regardless yes. of what I'm going through. And can't expect nothing less from a professional like that right mm. uh so he did it he did great and everything that he did there was nothing that i did i wasn't prepared for there's nothing that he did that i didn't say like oh i wasn't prepared for that we knew he was coming with heavy pressure and big leg kicks right and um i just wasn't able to you know it wasn't my night it was his night i wasn't able to get anything off my athleticism wasn't there i felt slow yeah. gassed early and I just wasn't able to get anything off. You know, my, my jab was there, but I had nothing to commit, couldn't sit and commit on anything, you know, so. I noticed she was pumping a jab out there, but as you say, you wasn't able to sit down on it to, you know, really say, yo. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't gain any respect, you know. I wasn't able to sit and fire back a right hand or, you know, the kicks or anything. Just the energy level just wasn't there, man, you know, so. um we had to take a step back, assess, and see what happened. You know, we looked back at it, and the rehydration process was shitty. Didn't do what I needed to do and rehydrate properly, you know. But also, you know, there's a lot of changes. So usually when people are used to routines, when you go to the, the event now, everything is different. Yeah. So, like, usually we're in quarantine initially when you get there. You know, usually you're able to move around. You get to go to a sauna. You get to work out. Now it's uh, you get there. And you have to just stay there for the first day. And then the second day, you're able to move around. You have a small window to move around. Then the following day after that, you're quarantined again. And it's, it's, it's very weird. It's very weird. So it throws off your normal routine. But um, again, like I said before, you have to pivot and you have to learn and adapt and overcome. So that's exactly what we'll do. So next time we'll come in. Now that I know what to expect, um, we can just do it the right way and get it done. So was, was the sonar available at any point? Uh, the, yeah, we have, uh, they gave us a private room with, uh, uh, a personal sauna, you know, the personal saunas with, uh, where you sit, where your head sticks out. They gave us, they gave us one of those in each room. So, uh, we were just dealing, we were just dealing with that. Um, but it wasn't the best, but it is what they had. And, and I, I've, that was my first time ever using one of those. So, and I liked it actually. So it's not even like it was a okay, bad Okay. Was it cool then? Yeah, it was. It wasn't great, but it was better than beating a hot ass sauna with your yeah, face yeah, and your breathing yeah, in like that hot air. You know, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I really, truly, truly, one thing I will regret of that night is I know my rehydration process wasn't the best, and that's on no one but me. You know, that's not on my coaches. That's not on anybody. Because the I felt as if even though the camp again the camp wasn't great, I didn't have all my tools. But we, we made it happen. We adapted and we made it happen. And I knew I was in great shape. I was in amazing shape. We made it happen. Mm. But what happened is we couldn't 
it it got muffled. It got taken away from me by you know by not rehydrating in the the proper the proper way and by the weight cut. You know, not the weight yeah. cut not going the way it should have went. So that that really did a number on my cardio with a number on my performance, you know, so the weight cut is everything. Mm. So if you mess up the weight cut, then you're pretty much screwed and just bonehead arrows, man. And that's something that I should have known better from. I've been doing this for X amount of years, you know, and I've never had a weight cut like that. And I've never had a rehydration, you know, kind of fail me like that. So um, it is what it is. And I've learned from it and now we'll move on and I'll never make those mistakes again. It's not a case of, you could, you're gonna need to go to the PI to to get nutritional stuff. Out no, not at all. Kind of... I will, I will go to uh, September. I'm going to the PI anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, again, when I was in front of standing in front of Vicente, because I had people say, you know, this, and this is what I don't like, you know, but it is what it is. I just kind of just have to accept it, and that's what people say. Hey, yeah, man, you know, top ten, top ten in the world is different. It's different. It's like the and. Well, wait a I'm just what? like, I don't, yeah, I'm like, I, I, that's so, it annoys me so much because <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I, I train with the best in the world. There's guys at the highest level that I compete with at the highest level. In the gym. And when standing in front of Vicente Luque, right, it was, I, it was never a case of, man, this guy's too much. I'm not seeing any of these shots. I'm not who I can't, even yeah. the, with the shots that hit me when I, whenever I drop, I just feel, I just couldn't take the shots because of my, my conditioning. Mm-hmm. everything I, I just was not there because physically so every even that i wasn't hurt when he hit me with the shots and that dropped me i wasn't dizzy or anything I, my legs just kind of just went mm. and i was just like i'm just like shit you know like fuck i, I, I yeah. that was even a hard shot i'm just going uh. like i can't take it so i i'm i'm there mentally i'm in the fight i'm seeing everything that's happening you know it's not like i'm not seeing these shots and and he's just too good and no he's a great fighter he's an excellent fighter yes but there was nothing that I've never seen before. There's nothing where it was like, oh my God, this guy is so good. And I'm not too proud to say that someone was the better man that night and I just couldn't see and he was really good and I need to go back and I need to work on this and I need to work on that. I, but I don't feel like that was the case that night, you know? I think fatigued, fatigue, you know, fucked me over. Yeah. And it's my, and it's my own fault. Mm. You know? so but I, I'm just looking forward to come back Yes, and, and 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 wipe that shit clean and fight yeah, yeah, somebody because yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. I fight next, boy, I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> boy, I telling you. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that because as you say, you know, you wasn't able to to put on the show you you wanted to put on and show the new um tools on you know on the tool belts on the utility belt and stuff. So. Yeah, man, it's gonna be some problems, man. It's gonna be some problems. I'm looking forward to because I, you know, I've, 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 you know, I've seen some of the stuff you've been doing on Instagram, had a few chats, you know, like yeah, okay, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing, you know, the the full e- further evolvements of the game. Yes, um, yes. So I take it after a couple, you, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that you're gonna get, you're gonna chuck off a, at least another two victories. Um, Absolutely. Would you like to run this one back? I take it, right? I would love to. I would love to. Um, the only problem is, remember, I was surprised that he even decided to take a step backwards outside of the top 10 after he fought and won to fight me again. So he was a man of his word because I actually, I asked to fight him again, right? When our, when our fight got scrapped. Yes. I asked to fight him and he and he accepted. And, and that, I respected that so much, right? Uh, so I don't know if he would 
want to st- take another step back unless he keeps winning and I keep winning. Yes. And then we will run into each other again. Well, that's, that's exactly the, 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 the map of success, which I was talking about. You, 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 I think, you know, proofs in the pudding, obviously, but I think naturally, you know, with your progression and his progression, I mean, he's a real nice guy, man. And when, you know, with the interviews yeah, he and stuff, he is a really <laughs> nice guy. Um, and much success to him and to, and to, to, to you as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I do see at some point within, you know, within a year, maybe 18 months, I'd see you guys getting matched up again for a part. Yeah, man. I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. You know, it's like you said, the proof is in the pudding. You know, my, my, my growth is undeniable. You know, my evolution is undeniable. It's, it's something that if you've watched me fight from day one, if you've been watching my career, it's there. You see it. I'm, I am a new guy every single time, except for my last time. <laughs> right? But I am, a, I am a new guy every time we step in that octagon. And that's not just, that's not fluff. That is a fact. That is a fact, you know? So um, whenever, I, whenever I'm training, you know, I take, I train and I go at it with, the 100% intensity every single time, you know, and I train with purpose every single time and I give it my all every single time and I'll settle for nothing less, mm. you know, so well, you I can must see grow. Yeah, of course, well, you must and you are because we can see it. I mean, the Mickey Gold fight, you know, I saw progression, huge progression in, in that respect. The, um, the Barbarita fight, <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that's right, my favorite fight. That was one of my favorite fights. Not gonna lie, but even then, man, it's, there's things. There's so much more that I've grown, and I and I, I do, couldn't get to show my last fight. But man, I can't wait for my next fight because this fight, I feel a lot of things was taken away from me due to my weight cut and due to my own fault, not anyone else's fault. But mm-hmm. we'll see it in my next one, and you'll continue to see it, and then watch. Just watch. I, I, I'll, I'll let the, I'll let the action speak. You know. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I like to hear, mate. That's exactly what I like to hear. So listen, if we could, if we could get, you know, a quote-unquote magic wand, or I, I could morph into Uncle Dana. What What are you picking? Who do you want next for your um for your for your next fight? Well, for my next fight, um, obviously, you know, I, I've. We've spoken to the matchmakers already and we've had conversation. My manager has spoken to him. Um, so I won't be fighting a guy in the, deck, in the top 15 for my next fight, you know, just because obviously a small setback because of the loss. Yes. Um, my next fight. No, no, no. We're talking idealistic. No, idealist. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We're talking so, about um, magic wand stuff, man. We're talking. Oh, magic okay. 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 Yeah, I mean. Man, magic wand stuff for my next fight. Um, Leon Edwards, man. Now I'm, I said, yeah. I'm yeah. I said that because you're British. I said that because you're British. I know I said that because I knew you was going to be a fan. That's why I said that. He's from my city as well. He said, that's the next champion right there, man. Oh, man. I know, I know. That's that's why I said it, you know. That's the message, you know. No, but realistically, if, if my next matchup, um, it, I would like to, honestly, if I think the winner of Lawler Magni, Magni, you and Magni, that would be dope. Yeah, I think that would be a great fight. Um, I like Robbie Lawler. Again, he's a real nice guy. Real nice guy. No trash yeah, talking. None of that stupid stuff. None of that folly. Gets in there. Does his thing. He gets it done. Um, unfortunate what happened with him and Askren. I mean, like, what? 
What do you think about that that fight? Do you think he was temporarily out, and then once Askren released the choke a little bit, he he came back too, or do you think it was a, a wrong decision? I think he was temporarily out. One thousand percent. I think it's temporary, temporarily out and came right back to. Um, but I do think it was an early stoppage. You know, I think he should have when his arm went limp. Mm-hmm. I think the ref should have checked it. Yeah. But the way it fell down, it looked like he was out. Yeah, but I I agree. Should have checked it when it went down. The ref should have checked it, but he made an executive decision just because of the way it fell. Mm. But I think that he went out for a quick second, but he was back. I think the choke wasn't fully on there, and he was back. And who knows? Maybe he would have went back out, but. Let it happen, you know? Yes. Yes. As as we saw with the um last weekend's fight, I mean some of them re- <laughs> some of yeah. them refs let that shit Yo. go. Shout out I we spoke about that on my podcast, man. Shout out to the ref, man. That ref was was damn good. He let like Rodriguez versus Dwight Grant. Yes. Was that was man, it Chris I, Tyone or something? Was that the guy? I don't remember his name, but I've never seen him before. Mm. And I'm telling you, he was Dwight Grant was on Rodriguez. Yeah. Like, man, mm. like he was on his ass, but and he was Seriously. just beating him and beating him and beating him. And I thought it was gonna it was gonna end. Most refs would have stopped it there, but you know what? Rodriguez stopped for a second, he settled, and I thought it was done, but then for, he caught a second win and started moving and he yeah. stood up and Dwight Grant, you know, he burned himself out, man. Mm. Man burned himself out and then you know, Rodriguez came back on and said, "Hey, my oh, turn." And, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think in that situation, as you say, I thought, "Yo, first round TKO." You know, he's he's got this year. Yeah. But because there was no blood or nothing, the punches were landing cleanly. There was some definitely clean headshots and body shots being thrown. But I think the ref was most definitely right to to let that go. Yeah, man. But on the flip side, you see how quick he stopped it for Grant? Yes. On Grant, because here well, now Grant was taking bigger shots. You see the way his head was snapping yeah, back and yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. and then he was going out and coming back in. Then the mm. ref stopped it. That ref was a good ref. Yes, the ref was a really good ref. Okay, since 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 we're on this, then um, the Herbster, Mister Herb Dean. Yeah. Some people say the greatest one, you know, one of the greatest referees, you know, I outside agree. of Big John. Um, what do you think about all of all of that stuff that happens on Fight Island? With and again, again, this mm-hmm. is someone from my neck of the woods as well, Jai Herbert, and, <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, who was his opponent again? The one who won? Uh, I, I forget. Brazilian I guy, the veteran. Yeah. What's your break that down again? I like to hear from from a fighter standpoint. What, what what break it down for me? This Herb Dean could have definitely jumped in there a little quicker. He definitely could have. It was a bad stoppage by Herb. But listen, Herb is a legendary referee, mm-hmm. and it's it's never you're never always gonna be good at everything. You're never always gonna get the right call all the time, right? Yes. Some of them, you know, you're so many fights, you're bound to mess up from time to time. Mm-hmm. But man, the fight that that's that was a horrible, hard that was a horrendous stoppage, man. I don't know what happened if he fell asleep at the wheel or what, or he just he said that he he was he said that his hands were up protecting his face. But no. even the fighter, no man, even people on out when you rock somebody like that, I've I've hit people and they went out like that, and it's kind of like 
you know they're out from the way they're falling. falling. He was st- they're frozen. So sometimes mm. his hands were in front of his face. He wasn't protecting himself. Yeah. He was frozen stiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just stiff. So yeah. as he went down, his hands were still there. That's not protecting yourself. You know, you, you're just stuck there. You know, so I, I think that um, I think that that was a horrible stoppage. Francis horrible, horrible. Francis Trinago. Yes, yes. And that guy was winning. The other guy was winning. Yes. The guy from England was winning, man. And and you know. Man, shout out to Trelango for for not wanting to continue to hit yeah. him because even he said, "Yo, you, I'm, then, he's out." And Herb Dean said, "No, he's not." No. And I'm like, "Damn, that was that was bad. That was really bad because you don't want to see guys get hurt, you of know, where they have to have to go back home to their family. No matter it's entertainment, and you know, people kind of look at fighters as you know, as a product almost. So you don't really humanize us as much as you know should, and." At the same time, we all have people that love us, man, and we have children and families and we yeah. want to come back home to, and they don't want to see us hurt. You know, they don't want to see us hurt. So um, that wasn't good. But Herb Dean is, a, is an excellent ref. Is yes. an excellent, I don't know what happened that day. Mm. You, you raise a good point. You raise a very good point. We, ultimately, we all, we all are human. <laughs> and humans, yes. unfortunately, do make errors and make mistakes. So... That unfortunately, that was one. I think what happens after with between him and um, again another British um, citizen with Dan Dan in the name of Dan Dan Hardy. I think mm-hmm. that was all unnecessary. I think the the back and I don't think Herb number one should have said anything outside. He no. should have obviously made it a Twitter statement potentially. Um, but as far as making a video and, you know, not addressing him and talking about that, that just, you know, just leave it. Just, just, just leave it. I think that he, the, the original outcry, the outburst of, Hey, like, you know, that's normal. That's yes. normal, natural reaction. I was watching the fight, you know, live and I had the same reaction. I was like, yo, yo, like, I like, you know, like, like he can hear me. Right. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's just a natural reaction. So that was good. That was okay. Mm. But the back and forth afterwards, that's a no, no. And, you know, even at, at my fight recently, Dana did a big thing about it, you know, backstage at the fighters meeting. He said, Hey, you know, everything can be heard. It's not like a big event. And he said, anyone that ever goes against a referee goes against an official or attacks an official or, you know, it's going to be a problem and you'll never fight in the UFC ever again. You know? So those are, those are, those are big things. They take those things seriously. And, you know, going against the commission is going against ultimately the people who oversee the UFC. Mm. So um, that's never a good idea. <laughs> never, never. And, and referees are there to what? Protect the fighters ultimately. Yes. Um, I don't think Herb, as was Herb Dean, the Herbster, as I call him, was um, financially paid off. He was malicious. He, he, he made a mistake. Um, yeah, for sure. It happens. I mean, let's let's switch it to refer uh, to the judging. So, uh, some of the the judges' decisions are just ridiculous. <laughs> that's they, always a problem. That, that, that's always a problem. That's always going to be a problem. We don't. We, no, there's no real formula to judging MMA yet. There is no real formula yet. It's crazy. There's many ways to do it, and there's like, for instance. Um, like let's look at one championship. They judged the entirety of the fight, right? Rather than round by round. Um, other other sporting organizations have multiple referees 
who who not only judge on the day, but then will oversee the judgments of the day to make sure mm. that everything is right. Everything right. Um, also, how about this for a real crazy idea? How about having judges who have some flipping experience in combat sports rather than... Uh, aren't, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't the majority of these judges all like from boxing and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I, I think I think the only way to fix something like this is to have former fighters become judges and yes. give them like a real payday, a significant payday, mm. you know, and um, and make make them make fighters make fighters be able to have a career after fighting as judges. Yes, and I think that's the key to have more fight more fighters as judges and have fight have more accurate judging i think that's the way yes do you think i think that's an excellent idea and i think being ufc being the the huge brand they are i think they could really champion that that, that whole situation and make that like a, a standard sort of thing that every major organization is looking to do yeah um, do you think that there may be some bias with some of the, the fighters, just based upon the history that they've got um, with potential um, gyms and then them potentially still working out at gyms, seeing the talent, et cetera, et cetera, then judging that said talent against somebody else. Mm, that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. That's the only downside I potentially see. I mean, because, you know, we're, we're, we're all passionate as whether you're, and obviously as a fighter or ex-fighter, you're going to be even more passionate about it. But anybody who is hands-on involved in the sport has a passion for it anyway. That's the whole reason why you do it, not just for, well, for the money as well. Um, but that's where I see a, a potential sticky point. <laughs> Should we yeah, say that makes sense? I didn't think about that. So as you touched on as well, the uh, the weight cutting thing, one ninety to one seventy. Um, I, I do talk about this with with most fighters um, and anybody um, connected to combat sports. Do you think that there is enough divisions, and do you th or, or do you think there could be more divisions? I think there could be. You know. Uh, 65 i love the idea of 65 i don't i don't think right now they'll do it maybe in the future but i think that's a i think that's a great idea and i'm always for it 65 i'm i'm always up for going to 65 because the jump between the jump between weight classes can be a little far for some guys who don't sit very heavy mm -hmm. so uh yeah a 65 think about from 55 to 70 is a, it's a far away man yeah that's a far away so um I would say sixty, a sixty, even a sixty, a sixty, yeah, sixty-five, right there. I think that's perfect. Sixty-five or sixty, sixty-three, sixty-five. Let's just keep it how it is. We'll do fifty-five, sixty-five, seventy-five, eighty-five, and we'll just keep on going up in ten, ten-pound increments. I mean, look how many is on the roster in UFC. Five hundred plus fighters. Yeah, he's got more Everybody than enough. This is the whole thing to, to fulfill contractual agreements and not only with the fighters, but with the um, the network to put on with the ESPN to put on X amount of fight nights per per year. Um, 
I think he's he's really missing out on a trick here. I, I really do. That 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 gives you another potential champion. You give the 170 sure. champion an option to say, you know what, what do you want to do? You want to go down? You want to go up? You know. But then, but then they have to pay more money. Saying so I don't think that's something uh, they're interested in. Pay the the champion more money to go down yeah, or go up. No, there's a no, that that leaves room for another champion that has to make more oh, money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course, but you know, yeah. with the marketing machine and power of um, the UFC, I don't know. And a nothing, man. And a nothing. Listen, just dangle <laughs> Conor McGregor in there, put his name <laughs> on the team, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we got really, right? <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, that, listen, Dana, just come to me on email and let, and let me know. And, you know, you can sign off on the idea, <laughs> let it run through, pay me the royalties. But that's it. Conor McGregor, 165. Yeah, that's the move. That's, that's the move. That really that's is the move. Yeah. Leave everyone else as it is. I mean, Khabib and Conor, forget all that stuff, man. Forget all of that. Right, that was yeah. done. He did well. Don't get don't get it wrong. He did well against Khabib, but we we you mm-hmm. know we know the outcome of that. There, um, Khabib needs to be fighting Tony. That's what needs to happen before he retires. We hmm. need that. Khabib versus Tony. Yeah, we need it. But you know what? You know what? They need it. Not just we need it. They need it. I think I think I think Khabib is done now. I think Khabib is gonna rec- he's gonna fight this last fight and then we he'll he'll retire. And twenty nine and oh, he, he I thought it would be thirty and oh. It, oh, was it thirty? Is he not twenty nine now? Is he not twenty nine and oh now? Uh, let me double check. I'm sure it's. Let's see. That could be wrong. I thought it was twenty eight, but you could be right, sir. You could most definitely be right, because again, the the, the headlines is he's, he he wants to do the the Gaethje, and then he wants to do the GSP. Thing in it. Yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty-eight. So after this fight, he'll fight. He, after the Gaethje fight, you know everything goes according to plan. He'll be uh, 20, 29 and all. Yes. So the last one. I mean, G- GSP. You know, excellent fighter, well-rounded, did a lot for the sport. GSP's not coming back, man. Exactly. And going out to one fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Everyone got to let it go. Everyone got to let it go, man. It's it's GSP did what he had to do. Yeah. He was a legend. It's. it's it's over. That's it. That's it, man. That is it. So yeah, man. He, he, he. Also, what do you think about that title fight with Gaethje and Nagama Muradov? <laughs> um, I got I got Khabib winning, but here's the thing. I think that Khabib. I think that Gaethje can win. Is only if his takedown defense is what everyone claims to make it be, you know, because um, he does have great, great takedown defense, great wrestling. He was a collegiate wrestler, but you have to understand this. And I, I, I bring this up in my podcast all the time is that Justin Gaethje, no one tested his wrestling. I mean, we've seen it in, in, in PFL. We've also, we've seen it in uh, any glimpse here, glimpses here and there in the UFC. But the thing is we've never really, is tr- never really truly been, Tested people don't try to take him down because they know it's just a thing where well, he has good takedown defense. But as a wrestler, when you're the best wrestler in the room, the same thing goes for Khabib. You're coming off of a wrestling competition and you know being a collegiate wrestler in an MMA room, 
you're the wrestler. You're so you're the, the, the if you're the best wrestler in the room, guys are always gonna be trying to take no one's trying to take you down. They're always playing defense to you. So you never really get to work that level of wrestling. Your wrestling suffers, it kind of goes down, it never stays as good as it used to used to be because you don't have those same level of wrestlers constantly on you, constantly giving you that push, constantly pushing the pace, and you have to sprawl and reshoot and that kind of shit. You're not really doing that much. So um I think your wrestling will suffer. So I think that a game plan to beat Khabib, to throw him off guard, I think, is to be extremely offensive in the wrestling. Ah, okay. Don't wait for him to wrestle you. Just uh-huh. go and wrestle him. Put him on, on defense immediately. And I think that's the way to beat someone like that. And with Justin Gaethje, no one ever wrestles. And that's the same way to beat him, I think, in wrestling. No one wrestles him. You know why no one wrestles him? Because they're like, all right, he has good wrestling and good takedown defense, so I can't take him down, so I'm forced to stand here and bang with this dude. So um, I think that Justin Gaethje can beat Khabib, but he would have to be, he would have to be offensive in the takedown department, which that's not really his, his style. Um, he's probably going to bang. And another way he can beat him is if only if Khabib cannot take him down and it's forced Khabib to stand and bang, and I don't see that either. So um, I got Khabib winning this. Okay, I like that. I like your keys to victory regarding Gaethje um, being offensive at the start with the wrestling. I never thought about that. Yeah, most people, that's, most people don't. That is a that's an excellent point. That is a real good point. I th- I, I think as you say, um, and it, it it's it goes without saying, you use it or lose it. And he's yep. he's not defensively doing anything, Khabib. I wouldn't imagine he's he's no, not at all. He's the guy in the room. Exactly. He's the guy. If anything, guys are asking him to for help. They're hey, like hey, I'm fighting a wrestler, man. Could you start on my legs here? Mm. Um, let's get some work so you could take take. If I could stop you from taking me down, I can stop anyone from taking me down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the conversation being had. Um, so another thing, I, here's another point, right? Just to to validate my point even more, um, Ben Askren. Ben Askren was an Olympian wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. Think about that—an Olympic level wrestler—and he went against, he went up against uh, John Burroughs, I believe, and beat beat the streets. Oh yes, a, yes. Was it John Burroughs, right? In a, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a purely strictly <laughs> wrestling match, right? Do you see what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got absolutely destroyed. It was like it wasn't even close. It looked like oh. he was, he was getting played with. And obviously, John Burroughs is great. I'm not saying if if. I'm not saying if uh if if he was in his prime still wrestling, he would have beat him, right? But what I'm saying is he would have it would have been competitive. Competitive, yes. It wasn't even competitive. And here's why. Like you said, use it or lose it, right? You're using you're in the MMA room now. For an MMA fighter, he may he may have amazing wrestling and you know, and he can take anyone in the MMA gym down. But Olympic level is different when it's purely wrestling, when you only have to focus on that one thing. When you gotta work on striking and all those other aspects of the game other things suffer because of that. So um, I think that, and that's, that's why he looked, he looked as bad as he did against someone like that in a strictly wrestling match, purely wrestling match. Now he goes over to MMA or wrestles an MMA guy. Um, he dominates them because they're not at that caliber. Right. Um, and that's, that's just what it is. Same thing for Khabib. I think Khabib is great, but you put Khabib against an Olympic level wrestler right now and you know, strictly wrestling, he gets dominated. Yeah. And that's just, that's what it is. Specialists, and you know, we're talking about the art of mixed martial arts versus just dealing with a specific um, specialist application. So yeah, no, you, I, that that goes without saying. That goes without saying. Um, 
I, I like that. I like that. Um, I kind of think the same thing. Um, I do think Khabib is the, I think he's clearly the favorite, but I've seen a, a, a dramatic switch in regards to, to Gaethjian and what he's doing in regards to his um, fight IQ and pace, exactly how he's pacing himself and stuff. Um, them leg kicks, them short chopping leg kicks are yeah. flipping out of this world. No one, I don't know what kind of hips he's got, but the <laughs> way he whips and he's able to generate so much power in the clinch, Khabib is going to have some crazy problems with that. Yeah, I think so. That that's what I think the the one of the major factors is going to be because take taking it back to the World Series of Fighting, um, his his legendary fights within that organization, now known as the PFL, he was destroying people in the clinch. You just those leg kicks, (laughs) and he still got the ability to do that. And I think that's one of the, the main things. He's well, this is what I think he should be employing. I think what you've said is one of the main things he should employ, most definitely. But if he gets into the an upright clinch, he needs to be chopping them, them them legs, chopping them legs. And as we know, if he doesn't have them legs, how is Khabib going to be able to drive him and finish those takedowns? For sure. For sure. I agree. I agree 1,000%. Because if you can't drive as a wrestler, then that's it. You don't have anything. If you don't have legs, you don't have anything. Mm. Very true. Very true. That, that's that's going to be very interesting. It's sad to hear he, the, the news about his his father and stuff, especially in these times. It's going to be it's it's it's, it's awful. It's awful having to deal with that. Um, yeah, man. Not being able to you know go to those places, etc. Um, and I think that's going to be a a big big motivation for him. But at the same time, with all of that and the pressure of being, you know, twenty eight and all and being the champion. Will he be able to cope with all of that pressure? Um, I, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, uh, a guy like that, I don't really see. I don't really see him being affected by something, you know, by things on the outside. You know, I think no, he I, can compartmentalize and get it done. I mean, specifically his father, because his father had the dream of him becoming, you know, retiring at thirty and all, and et cetera, et cetera. I think. I think that's going to play a big part. That's that's a big driving factor, but I think also it's an Achilles heel as well for him. Hmm. Um, I I couldn't tell you. It all depends yeah. on the the mental of him, you know, and uh, his mentality. And champions champions can make make perform through any circumstance. And I think I think that'll be something that he'll put behind him in the moment and compartmentalize what he has to and get it done. Mm, good point. Good because as 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 prize fighters that that's exactly what you you know you were able to do um is put those emotions to one side and deal with what's in front of you and you know do that and fight now cry later kind of thing. Exactly. So sw- switching it back into into your division then <clears throat> former champion being uh, Mr. Woodley Excellent ambassador for your division as a champion. No folly involved. Doing good works in um, Ferguson. Was his, was isn't that where he's from? Or um, random ways. Rapid. No, is it Ferguson? I think he is from Ferguson, yeah, Michigan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That yeah. Um, yeah. He's you know, as I say, excellent ambassador. Um, when he was champion, I think he's totally fallen off now. 
personally. No disrespect to the brother. Um, yeah. I don't know what on earth he's 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 doing. He's as a champion, as I say, he did some excellent stuff. But I think he was he's he's juggling number one too many balls, and he's not concentrating yes. on what he brought him come to the dance. You know what I'm saying? And I then agree. his defense is to look back at all of his, you know, accomplishments. Look what I did. Look what I did. That's fine, Mr. Woodley. But what have you done for me lately? <laughs> that's yeah, what we're talking and that's about. The sport. You know, <laughs> that is the sport. What have you done for me lately? And he really hasn't done much. You know, I, I, what I think that, you know, he's accomplished so many things and he's did everything that he's supposed to do. And that's great and all. And he'll go down in the Hall of Fame as a legend forever. But I think that he he has too much going on and he's over the hill. I think he's over the hill now. I think his time is up. You know, he's an older guy. He's mm. what, like 38? 38, you know? yeah. Yeah, I think I think his time is done. You know, his, his young bucks are coming up, yeah. you know, making a run. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I've said this multiple times, and I'll keep on saying it until it. And uh, well, I don't even know if they'll fight now, but he was due in March to fight my brethren, Leon Rocky Ed- Edwards. Yeah. All right, and he, I remember before that he was making all these these you know having all these interviews saying how <laughs> he's the former champion and Leon Edwards ain't got no name and all this business and why should he have to go all the way over there. And COVID saved his ass, Brandy. <laughs> COVID saved hey. him because if that fight would have took place, it wouldn't have been... I think he would have lost. I think he would have lost, though. I agree. He, he, he would have more than lost. He would have got finished in the third to fourth round. That's how confident I am in, in, in Rocky's capabilities. And, and based upon our conversation and what we're seeing with how... Um, the former champion is he hasn't he's not evolving he's just doing the same shit you know what he has a very athletic based style it's mm-hmm. based in a lot of athleticism being able to blitz forward and you know he's very strong guy low center of gravity um but again he's older now and he's losing those those inches you know of athleticism so I don't think he can pull it off a lot of the things that he used to be able to pull off anymore. You know, and again, like you said, he's juggling just way too many things at once. Yes. Yes. So how do you see um that this long and overdue matchup with um him and um Mr. Covington, who's um created this WWF style persona which has done some good for him, but it's quite cring cringeworthy watching it. Um, we spoke about this on the podcast too. Same thing, man. I uh, I see him getting it. I can see Woodley outstriking Kobe Covington and then knocking him out. But uh, I also can see Kobe Covington holding him down and keeping him down. You know, and, uh, Woodley is well Covington as much as of a knucklehead Co- Covington <laughs> is. You know. At the end of the day, you know, he's an idiot, but the dude could fight. Yeah. You know, he could fight. So I think he I think he can get it done. Mm, I think the same. Do you think he's going to go to the decision or do you think he's going to finish him? Nah, he ain't finishing Woodley. I think he... 
I think it goes to a decision. I think he beats him decision. Okay. Okay. What do you think about his fight with Usman? Same thing. Same same guy, similar style, right? Just a younger, better version. No, I mean, sorry, the um, the, the title fight between uh, the defending champion Usman and Covington, and the the, the very late stoppage, the the, the eye pokes, the the groin strikes. What did you think about the whole <laughs> of that, mate? I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm I'm, a, I'm team Usman all the way in that mm-hmm. respect. I would respect Kobe as as an athlete, as as all of this stupid stuff he's doing. I don't respect it at all. But as an athlete. And, and listening to his interview and watching back the fight multiple times, some of them things that Usman got time for, they, they wasn't eye pokes and they weren't groin strikes. Yeah. But, you know, that's the game. The veterans, they know how to play the game. Bro. They know how to play the game both ways. So it's kind of like you get – you're going to milk it. Even in the, in the Cormier fight recently, um, there was a time where – there's a point where – Comier definitely got poked in the yes, eye. Let's not take that. away from it. And it was a bad eye poke. Mm. But before that, there was a moment <laughs> where he wasn't poked in the eye, but yeah. he kind of played as a poke in the eye. And that was a veteran's move. That was a, I'm telling you, bro, that was a veteran's move of just being like, yo, hold on. I need a break real quick. And he's like, yo, it's poking me in the eye, bro. Like, come on, man, watch his fingers, bro. Now, now you're just chilling, catching a breath. You're just like, oh, my eye. I mean, he was good. He was good. But then afterwards, he was 1,000% poked in the eye. Yes. And that was almost calmer of sorts. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, Man. you're milking that thing. I mean. Uh, of I, course. I, I it happens. Think... But here's the downside. Here's the downside, right? The downside of that is you now have to look over at your opponent because he's resting too. Yes. He rested just like you. So it's like, damn, how fast can he recover? Can he recover faster than me? Mm. <laughs> And I but, think I've heard, I've heard the saying: "If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning." You ain't trying. You trying ain't cheating, or something. Trying. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with uh, with Woodley, no, who we're talking about? Usman and Usman. and, uh, and uh, Colby. I think it was the same thing. It's just gamesmanship. You know, you playing the game, and I thought that Colby Colby's a great fighter. Yeah. Um, as is Woodley, as is uh, Usman, mm-hmm. but Usman is a better striker than him yes both of them have great wrestling so they're like you know what we're not going to cancel we're going to cancel each other out if we keep this up so i say if they keep it up sibling they didn't even try (laughs) yeah so they're like exactly so it's like yo we're not even going to do this because if we do this we're going to get gassed and it's going to be anybody's game so let's just stand and bang and obviously a lot of things were said so you know ego and pride is involved and you know that fight represented a lot more than what met the eye in that yes, moment. You definitely. Because so, he said um, some very disrespectful things about his father being in the penitentiary and all absolutely. that wild stuff, mate. If that, if, if that didn't, if, if Mark Goddard, another UK um, <laughs> personage, if he didn't stop that fight and that went the five rounds, how was you scoring that? Because that shit was close. Watch. It's been a while. It was a close fight. Got to go back and watch. But I don't know. 
Yeah. I gotta go see it. I don't remember. I gotta go back and watch it. I, All I remember is somebody got their jaw broke. That's what I remember. <laughs> well, is that being confirmed? Because they said it was broke on the broadcast and all that, the way he had his mouth and all that. But he was saying that. Right, maybe that wasn't confirmed. Maybe that wasn't confirmed. But what I do remember that was confirmed, somebody ran out the octagon because they didn't <laughs> want to get interviewed because they was embarrassed. That's what I do remember. And that's fact. <laughs> I remember <Yeah>. that. <laughs> no, it was a, I think at some point that needs to be revisited. If um, I don't see it happening, to be fair, unless it's, it's for a, a contendership because you've got um, Usman, which should be fighting um, Gilbert next as per mm-hmm. Uncle Dana. Leon has to fight the winner of that. If if it's it's a, it'll be against the law internationally if that doesn't take place. Mm. Um, so I, I I would like to see. I mean, you know, based upon our, our discussion and and um, predictions, that should line up Usman and Coverton to rematch for the title against Leon Rocky Edwards. Yeah. That will hold be. On, hold on. Hold on one sec. Okay. From what the world wants you to see Do you wanna be you, not who the world wants you to be? Deep inside it's in you, search through your mind there is a key To unlock every door, I've been knocking for years My inner peace released right on the beat I've been fighting this beast we call reality My mother can't afford a meds, another technicality Hope the cancer doesn't spread, causing a fatality on life I hold that gallery tight, those pictures stuck in my head Yeah we used to be close, I was young My parents separated, visitation time Delegated shelters I would sleep All these dreams I would keep close Watch the rose grow from the concrete Call it hope when that dark and that light finally meet I was broken, yes I still am Wishing I can help, but I can't I hope you win and that you live again uh, Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams are signs of hope Dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim Crash or you can fly Try to remain true The world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep When you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time I hope you find your way and live long I hope you win and that you live on Take a shot quickly, let it burn so it can hit me This life is a dream, somebody pinched me I woke up from a bad dream Had my hoodie on, I was a teen Slain pain is what I felt I was murdered cause my color I wish someone would help Now the world knows my name But the world don't feel my pain And this world will never change I hope you do, hope they see the good in you I hope nobody hates your complexion Loves you for being you 
The world turns, but so many blinded If there's a higher power, let me find it Don't push religion on me So many people, hypocrites, to their own words Preaching, telling me to walk this path When they walk through dirt But I dream real grass When they skip through lines While I'm standing in last place Facing what's right in front of me The light gets brighter, he takes a step I pray for you, my friend, God bless Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams are signs of hope, dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim, crash or you can fly Try to remain true, the world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep when you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time I hope you find your way and live long I hope you win and that you live on